Utah's best sports radio is on the Zone Sports Network. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is... And it's time to kick off Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's a big show. Is everybody ready? Monday, Monday. Just another manic Monday. Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. It's The Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Welcome on in on a Monday. Jake Scott with you live from our Vivint Smart Home Arena studios. Austin Horton across the glass from me and safely social distancing from Casa de Monson, the one, the only, Gordon Monson. Gordon, hello. Hello, Jake. How are you on this uh, this Monday afternoon? Oh, I I think we've all been better, right? I mean, yeah. uh, I, I think <laughs> it, it, this uh, 2020 this year is is really something so far. It is. Uh, it seems like it's been uh, one thing after another that uh, we've had to consider and deal with and try to make right. Yeah, and uh, and we'll talk about it. I know you you uh, wrote about it in the Trib, sltrib.com, and uh, you know we don't ignore things on this show. We discuss them. That's a that's a big uh, ideal both you and I share, and I think we try and bring that to this show. We uh, we will distract ourselves with some sports because there is big sports news out there. Not all of it positive either, by the way. Uh, and so we will discuss those. That's what I think our listeners uh, expect from us uh, even today, Gordon. But uh, we're certainly not going to leave what's going on in this country and in this world right now. Um, uh, we're not going to ignore it. No, no reason to. It's uh, on the forefront of a lot of people's minds, including ours. And so I like the way you said that. We don't, we're not going to duck it. Uh, we're going to cover the stuff that's uh, sports-related as well. And there are athletes and, uh, and, and people involved in sports who have, who have expressed opinion and have come out and talked about some of the difficulties around our country right now. And, and, and why shouldn't they? I've always thought athletes should be involved uh, to the extent they can when it comes to important issues. So, you know, I, I have no problem with that, and uh, that's part of the story. All right. Well, let's let's get to it, Gordon, and, and we'll call it the split story uh, of the of the day today. We'll we'll just jump right into it. I want to start with um, with your column. Let's use that as a jumping off point uh, because people can uh, can go to that sltrib.com and see it for themselves. But uh, let's let's discuss what's going on in this country right now, and uh, let's start with that. Well. Uh, <laughs> It's, uh, you know, and when, you, when you wake up in the morning and you see what has taken place uh, around the country, it, 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 it slaps you in the face. I mean, there's there it, it, and you feel like you need to inform yourself to the best of your ability and to 
act in whichever way you can. And uh, it, I'm sure a lot of our listeners are in that position when they see what happened with George Floyd. They see what took place there in Minneapolis. It angers them and they feel like uh, they they should do what they can in order to, to, to make things better in this country. And in order to do that, I think people need to stop and listen to what people are saying who have uh, who have uh, important views to express, to hear the message of the way people of color in our country are treated at times. Uh, you you're you're Caucasian. I'm 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 a white kid. Uh, I mean, I just uh, I, I can't speak. Uh, for my own experience in this regard, but the people that I talk to, people of color, who say that they uh, they fear for their lives at times, if they if they find themselves in certain circumstances, they're they they're afraid, and that's just <laughs> no duh, man. This shouldn't happen in our country, but it's been going on for a long, long time now, and it extends to all different levels. It extends to opportunities uh, in in places of business at times. It extends to all walks of life. And I, I'm sort of treetopping it here a little bit. I could go on and on, Jake. I want to get your opinion on these things. But as it pertains to sports, you know, uh, Roger Goodell came out and said that the NFL wants to do whatever is possible to uh, to make things better in this country. And yet the NFL at least parts of the NFL have been part of the problem in the past. And maybe maybe a lot of businesses out there have had their own problems in one way or another. And these things need to be fixed, Jake. They, they're, they're, there are solutions. Some of them are complex, but I think there there is a hopefully there's a movement in this country where people can feel like they, they can adopt a mindset if they don't already have it of eradicating uh, the mistreatment of uh, of various minorities in our country uh, and maybe mistreatment of everybody in this country but as uh, as many have said when when there's one segment of the population that seems to carry a heavier burden in this regard than others then that's when it gets singled out and this is what the president of the NFL players association JC Treder said uh, in a Twitter, he said, as a white man, I will never fully understand the daily experiences and fears that people of color in this country live with. Some may feel hesitant to speak out as they don't know what to say or how to do it. Your individual fear of saying the wrong thing is insignificant compared to the actual issues that need addressing. Racism is something that we all must take responsibility to end. As human beings, we need to identify and challenge prejudice rather than deny it. Silence in the face of injustice only works to protect and perpetuate that injustice. And to that, I say amen. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I enjoyed your, uh, your perspective, Gordon, and I, I enjoyed the column, and, and I thought you, you really did a nice job, and, and I think you continue to do so the way you, you've put your perspective out there. And I value... Uh, your perspective, Gordon, and, and that's kind of the direction that that I wanted to to go because, you know, I've I've like everybody else, have done a lot of pondering uh, over the weekend as I consume uh, the situation that uh, that we're in right now, and I've I've you know 
thinking about what I'm reading and, and what I'm uh, seeing on social media, which I, I try to disregard uh, at a time like this because I don't, I don't think social media is the healthiest place sometimes, nor do I think it's uh, the best place for me uh, personally to communicate uh, during uh, during crisis. And, and our country in, in multiple ways is in crisis right now. And I think that's really, and I, I can uh, explain my perspective, but, you know, Gordon, our country right now is thirsting for leadership. And in crisis, uh, and you can go back throughout history, you know, leaders are uh, leaders uh, are so not only so important, but the good ones emerge, and the the bad ones fade away. And and we've seen that example repeat itself over and over and over again. And so, as I process uh, how best to to voice my opinion and the best way for me to to process this and act, I I need that leadership, Gordon. I uh, you mentioned my background. You know, I'm not. I'm not equipped to be a leader when it comes to to uh, a situation like this any more than I'm uh, equipped to be a leader in, in uh, how society handles the COVID-19. You know, there are other people in different positions and, and have different expertise. And so the best way that I, I can manage my life is figuring out which leaders to follow and then embrace uh, embrace their message, uh, uh, you know, vote for their interests and follow great leaders into the breach. We've been doing it uh, throughout history, and the hard part is identifying those leaders. And my opinion, Gordon, I, I don't know if you saw some of these, but the Flint, Michigan sheriff who said, I've taken off my helmet, my guys have put down their batons, and we are going to walk with you. And that was his message. That is leadership. Uh, I don't know if you followed um, what uh, the chair of uh, the Utah chapter of, of Black Lives Matter has been putting out uh, to their group and her message. And it, it is one of peace and it is one of, uh, you know, organizing people of interest to to utilize the system to be heard. And that's been her message. And that, Gordon, that is leadership. You know, you can you can see different examples. And as we all go through these times, we have to look at our leaders and we have to criticize them. We have to critique them. We have to make sure that they are representing our interests. And if they're not, we have to find other people. People need to vote. We need to find other people to guide us because they're the ones getting us through this situation right now. In a lot of cases, they're failing. And we have to identify the voices to listen to. And we have to follow the people that know and are in position to lead us to be better and be better human beings and be a better country, be better to each other. So we got to figure out, you know, who that is and support them and vote for them and listen to them. And, you know, it's OK to be a follower I don't mind being a follower in this circumstance. Lead me, find me, find find somebody to speak and give us direction to get through this as best we can to improve on the other side. And so I don't I don't know, Gordon. Those I'm I've been pondering what to say all day because I knew we weren't going to ignore it. But that's that's kind of the best way I can sum up in my chosen medium, which is this show to communicate how I am feeling and I don't judge or blame anyone else for feeling differently. We owe, uh, we owe each other the common respect to listen and try to get along. Yeah. Uh, I think you said it well. 
And uh, you said you can't be a leader, but what you can do, Jake, is when you see incidents of, uh, of, of uh, well, for lack of a better term, really, at all levels, racism or any of its manifestations, you can speak up. Right. Uh, you can you cannot stand by. Like if you have someone that you know in your life with some association and you see mistreatment of one kind or another, you can speak up to that. And I think people in the workplace should do that when they see that kind of situation. Right. Because if everyone just sits there and goes, "Okay, yeah, that guy over there is a racist, uh, but they don't (laughs) they don't stand against it in some way, then then it just it just goes on. Right. And just like the player said there. It, 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 that, that's uh, you might as well be a racist if you're going to allow racism all around you. Right. Right. And, you, you know, Gordon, the last line in the, the Pledge of Allegiance uh, for liberty and justice for all. You know, I think those are values that we all share. Right. I, we all want liberty and we all want justice. And whether it's social justice or criminal justice, that's a shared value that we all have. And if justice isn't being done, you're right. Say, say it. Vote. Vote it. You know, Gordon, yeah. the Colin Kaepernick is coming up a lot today, as it should, as he should. And I have always, I'm comfortable with my opinion in hindsight that he should have been allowed to express himself. And he's getting his message out there and, and people should listen. He suffered some consequences, unfortunately. Uh, you know, luckily that in this country, it's not prison being the, the consequence that, that he suffered. But where Colin lost me a little bit, Gordon, is he was asked if he voted and he said, no, he said he didn't vote. And, and he was that discouraged. And I, I was discouraged by that because I'm willing to vote for justice. I'm willing to vote for candidates that represent change and reform. I'm willing to cast my vote for that and for that to be a priority in my life. And he wouldn't do that. And that really bothered me. And I would encourage everybody vote, vote, voice your opinion, hold people accountable. That's that's uh, that's huge. Gordon, that is our right as an American is to vote. Voice your opinion. Don't accept the status quo. Vote people out. Throw out Republican, Democrat. Throw out that stuff. Find candidates that represent you and your ideals and vote for them. And hopefully they also represent the greater good. Right. You know, not just some little corner, but all corners. And and your vote, I bet, represents that, Gordon. That's why I love your column. I bet your vote represents that. And you just got to encourage it, right? Let me read two things that were that each of these quotes came from uh, men of color and I used them in my column. One is from Brian Flores, who, by the way, is an impressive dude. Yes. The head coach of the Miami Dolphins. He in talking about the Kaepernick uh, protests, he said, quoting uh, those who say, don't ever disrespect the flag. He said, is the statement I heard over and over again, this idea that the players were kneeling in support of social justice was something some people couldn't wrap their head around. But that's really what it was about. It wasn't about disrespecting the flag. It was about calling for social justice and doing away with social injustices. And then from Demoris Smith, the uh, NFL Players Association director, uh, he he wrote a letter to the NFL players, and he said, among other things, he said, the country is hurting. 
There is uncertainty and there is danger. It is also clear that the pain, while shared by so many, has a history of being borne more by some than others. It is as wrong to be willfully ignorant to this pain as it is to use this pain as cover for inflicting pain on others. And that's really important what he said there. And he also said it is impossible not to take this personally. We should take it personally. And I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, I thought those uh, quotes that you uh, you brought in your column were terrific and, and very much very much on point. I, I believe, uh, Gordon, truly, I, I believe that people want to be good people. I, I, you know, maybe that makes me more of an optimist and less than a cynic, uh, less of a cynic. But I, I truly believe that we want to get along and we want to get together or, you know, live together. And we're all out for our mutual success. But I also believe that we're not perfect and we've got uh, we've got to 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 do what we can with the tools that we've been given. And, yeah, stick up uh, for what's right. Uh, and. and you're, I, I thought your column was right on the money. If we want to talk about sports and its role, it has a role for sure. It's always had a role in, in this. And it, it's right down to the basics of what makes sport uh, sports great, competition, right? It's about the, the best of the best, and everything else goes out the window. You know, and it, and there's a team feel to it where you have to get along and you have to come together and you have to operate for mutual success. That is a great symbol. That is a great symbol in society. And may sports continue to do that. And yet things need to be said at times, like when Roger Goodell comes out and says the NFL family is greatly saddened by the tragic events across our country. And he says the protesters' reactions to these incidents reflect the pain, anger, and frustration that so many of us feel. Well, then how come there are few? So, and right on, Roger. Right on. And the NFL has donated cash. I get this. They have, they have donated to good causes. But how many, uh, how many uh, head coaches who are black are there in the NFL? Less than a handful. And there's and seventy percent of the players are African American. Now it seems to me like with that kind of training ground and those kinds of experiences, not every former player is a great coach. I get that, but some of them are. Right, and they deserve more opportunity. So it goes beyond the tragedy of what happened in Minneapolis, horrific as it was, but it also spread straight through to. Opportunities in business, opportunities for employment, all you know, even just fair treatment. Somehow, and I do agree with you. I think most people are good-hearted. Most people want to do the right thing. There are some sick people out there. I get that. I get that. Most people want to do the right thing, but those people who want to do the right thing need to do the right thing. If you see instances of mistreatment, if you see uh, instances of of injustice, then speak up. Do what you can to make it better. And don't stay silent because just like the player said, if you stay silent, you're complicit. You should be given the freedom to express yourself, though. If you feel one medium or another is more appropriate for you, uh, and I'm not talking about immediate stuff like, like workplace stuff, but... You know, we all have our role to play in society, and we need to be cognizant of others as well. Uh, I'll just repeat this from uh, from Trudder. He said, silence in the face of injustice only works to protect and perpetuate that injustice. Speak up. 
do what you can. Do what you can. Uh, uh, absolutely. And hopefully we'll be, uh, you know, on to better times and we can learn and uh, adjust uh, the way we do things, adjust our mindset uh, accordingly and, and try to, to be a better America uh, on the other side. I mean, that's all that's all we can hope for uh, at this point in, in circumstances that were unique uh, to begin with. Um, it's just everything about this whole situation is is so unfortunate and so sad and so painful. And it's 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 going to be tough to get through it. And, and well, it's going to take <laughs> it's going to take a long time. Well, it has taken a long time already, yeah. and whatever progress has been made it needs to continue to forge forward in a positive direction, uh, or, or else we'll be having the same conversation 50 years from now, and others will have the same conversation 100 years from now. Wouldn't it be nice to be part of a generation or generations that, uh, that empower rather than go along with the status quo? I mean that would be that would be a real kind of trophy for people to feel like they did make a difference that they weren't just going to go along with what's gone on in the past. And if you if you want to hear some stories, if you're a white American and you don't really get it or you don't think that uh this is really as bad as it's being made out to be, ha- sit down, have a conversation with someone who has experienced these things, it, it will it will inform you in a hurry and it'll open your eyes. And if you haven't experienced it, doesn't mean other people haven't. There's a whole lot of people out there who are suffering and who are in fear when they shouldn't be in this country. So hopefully that can be eradicated, fixed, put into uh, its proper way. Uh, to to live, and we're all a part of that. Can I ask, let me ask you about this? I mean, we don't often make it a habit of of talking about other radio shows, but there's a there's a radio show I believe they're in New York called The Breakfast Club. Are you familiar with them at all, uh, Gordon? I'm not. Uh, they're the what they've had every Democratic presidential candidate uh, on their show so far. They've got a, a very loud voice uh, in the African American uh, community. And uh, do you remember the gaffe uh, Biden had involving race, which feels like an eternity ago, but it was, what, a week and a half ago, Austin, something like that, uh, that if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. That Mm -hmm. was on their show. So today, uh, Rush Limbaugh was on their show. And I have not heard it. Uh, I've just seen it uh, discussed online. But... It gives me hope that those two groups had a conversation. And again, I'm not endorsing anything. I have not heard it. But the fact that one would be willing to talk to the other actually made me feel good. Is that what do you think about that, Gordon? Uh, Communication is really important. And informing oneself or a group of people is really important. Because you can't affect change if people don't, if it doesn't register in people's minds that change is needed. Right. Right. So I, and, you know, that audience, uh, Russia's audience, uh, probably doesn't consume the Breakfast Club that often. And I bet the Breakfast Club audience doesn't consume Rush. And uh, if there's conversation to to be started, uh, the, I mean, that's, 
those are two prominent, uh, you know, opinions and sides of the pendulum that at least had a conversation today. And maybe that's not something to be encouraged well, by, but I, I found that encouraging. They have a conversation. That's great. And let everybody hear it. Let all those, that combined audience is probably a huge, diverse audience. Let them hear it. Yeah. As long as it's being heard, you know, I mean, conversation doesn't do a whole lot of good if people don't open their ears. And what did grandma used to say? If God wanted you to talk more than he wanted you to listen, it would have given two mouths in one ear. <laughs> Maybe grandma didn't say that. I don't know who said that. But uh, people have to listen and they have to hear the message. And I'm not I think an exchange of ideas is terrific. And maybe listening needs to happen on on all ends of this. But uh, I'm, I, I hope these important messages are being heard to the point because if they're not heard, then they can't be acted upon. Things can't change unless it gets inside our heads. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I, I agree 100 uh, percent. All right, Gordon. Well, as we said, we'll we'll keep the doors open for conversation throughout the show today. We do have sports topics. Of course, there's some really big sports topics, in fact, uh, to get to today. And we'll get to the latest in the NBA coming up uh, right around the corner. But, you know, we have the open mic. We've we've got open phone lines if people want to express themselves, certainly uh, on Twitter at Jake Scott Zone, at Gordon Monson, at Austin Horton. Uh, if if you feel you want to want to share your thoughts. You know, I'm I'm certainly not against having this discussion uh, somewhat throughout the show today, and I I wouldn't think you'd object either. Well, you you mentioned uh, social media. I, I I really think that you're right. How can you how can you have a meaningful discussion with just little tidbits, you know, or little shots or I little this or that? It's not possible. You no, know, you gotta you gotta sit down and you gotta process this. Yep. So if anybody wants to call our show and talk about it, man, I'm all for it because conversation is good. Uh, Listening agree. is good. And maybe even talking is good. No doubt. Totally agree. Here, here. All right. We'll have more coming up next. We, Like I said, we'll get to the latest uh, from the NBA. Uh, also other big stories. There's a big MLS story uh, that's out there today. We'll get to that coming up. Stay tuned. It's The Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Band of the Day today is Otis Redding, selected by Gordon and brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. Buy concert tickets and get the latest tour news and artist insight at livenation.com. Gordon, let's get into uh, the big uh, sports news uh, of the day because there is a lot out there as we try and march on down the road to get sports back into our lives. And uh, we're getting little bits and pieces leaked out about what was talked about last Friday on the uh, Board of Governors meeting. Of course, we talked about how uh, a vote is expected on Thursday. Uh, they're aiming, according to the report, for July 31st as a, as a time to return. Um, we're, we're hearing 22 teams possibly coming back. But one interesting thing that has come out today is that uh, Oklahoma City's owner led a uh, or at least brought up the fact that there are small market teams that want to come back to a full 30 teams coming back to 
um, you know, protect, like we've talked about in the past, every possible dollar uh, that they can. And Gordon, I know that uh, is not uh, the opinion I read in the Salt Lake Tribune over the weekend that uh, you wrote. No, and but I understand different points of view on it. I'm, and I understand the monetary side, but from a my my point of view is more from a competitive standpoint. You know what's what's in the best interest of competition within the league. Uh, if reasonable people can disagree with that, but if you brought all the teams back to finish out the regular season, Jake, let's picture what that might look like, especially with the teams that have been eliminated. Or will be shortly. Uh, I mean, that I don't. That could create a scenario of who gives a crap on the court, and I don't think that's good for anybody. Um, I I agree that that wouldn't make the most valuable product. I, I get back to um, how is that different than any other year, which I, I still don't necessarily understand. Um, I thought Sam Amick said something interesting on our show last week where his perception over, you know, how basically they get paid on the regional TV deal I thought was really interesting because uh, he said that there isn't that magic 70-game mark that we kind of talked about for a long time, and it is more on a per-game type of scenario. So I'd, I, I'd wonder or I'd like to know exactly what they stand to gain or lose with every game uh, game played, right? Like if the, if the money per game played is not worth the expense, then why are we doing it? But it, it's 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 hard because it it still has to be, you know, if you're going to go by that model, you have to include everybody, and like you say, everybody might not want to come. So well, I, I, I think I think it I think it is in the best interest financially for the clubs to to put something out on the court. Well, Locke was talking the other day about how bad Detroit, for example's uh, regional sports TV deal is that they would actually lose money playing games still. How? Because the the money they're getting from their regional sports network isn't good. And it's going to oh, be wow. it's going to be expensive to pull all this off, right? And and then to play games with salaries without fans, you know? Well, well that's okay. I would I would imagine that's an anomaly. Most of the teams would uh, would benefit financially from from continuing to play and and to play out the whole season if you could, uh, I, I, and and that that's fine. That that's an argument. I mean, it's not like money isn't important, but uh, if you're if you're talking about okay, what is in the best interest of the league from a standpoint of the teams that are competitive, the teams that have proven themselves to be competitive, the teams who would be out on the court and would be going full bore at each other. Uh, that's what that's what people want to see. They don't want to see games for the for the sake of games uh, if they don't have money uh, at stake. And most of the fans wouldn't. It's just the teams that want to put something out there. So that they can collect some checks, but well, but what you're talking about is the playoffs, and and we're going to well, get that. but but it, but it also could be related to the regional broadcasts. I mean, I think how did Sam put that? He said it was a waterfall, not a cliff or something, not <laughs> something like that, right. or a wall. Uh, but you still, they still would get money. At least most of them. I don't know about Detroit. Well, no, but, but let's say somebody who's eliminated. Let's say somebody like Atlanta doesn't even get the option 
to to come back and and earn that money for their franchise? You know what I mean? Well, that well, or, that's or what, Oklahoma that's City what, in this case, right? Yeah, that's what, well, uh, Oklahoma City. Yeah, okay, whoever it is, they're going to make more money if they play the games. Granted, but, but is I, that in the is that in the best interest of the league? Why wouldn't it be? That's that's I think where where you and I disconnect is on the why here. I don't know because why. I, because people don't want to watch games the players don't care about. But they do all the time anyway. Well, I know, but that's something you don't want to necessarily, if you're representing why? the NBA, what you want to announce to the world. You just call it a ramp-up period. And because because, pe- these, because these people care. Play, and then you get what? that in the playoffs. Jake, it gets back, and, and, and if we want to disagree on it, we can disagree on it. But I, I just, the whole reason I love sports is because I want to see both teams going full bore to win the game. That's why I'm interested in the game. If one team doesn't care and the other team does care, well, okay, you're going to have a lopsided game that uh, isn't uh, very compelling. Well, they still get the checks either way. Maybe. I mean, but uh, I'll tell you what, Gordon. I, I, when the Jazz under Ty Corbin in his last year were really struggling, I was still here enjoying basketball. There wasn't a whole lot on the line for that team, but I think the Jazz that year still averaged 15,000 fans in the stands. But let's think about what's different about that situation and this situation. In this situation, you, you, you've had a four, you'll have a four-month interruption. And so it's that just somehow shades it a different way to me. Yeah, I it doesn't for me. So I see that's what I'm yeah. saying. I think that's where the the disconnect is. I've got no problem. I just you know I want to watch some basketball. Let's let's watch the ramp up to the playoffs. I mean, you know, if if somebody like Portland, for example, is chasing a playoff spot, you know, they should get to play a patsy. You know, it, it plays into how the season winds up every year. It's just going to be fewer games and, and fewer well, time to cer- get there. It would certainly benefit a team like the Pelicans, who have the easiest remaining schedule, and then you have the Grizzlies, who have the toughest remaining schedule. And guess who's in eighth place right now? The Grizzlies. And guess who's behind them? The Pelicans. Guess who wants to play so they'd have an opportunity? Of course, that would, if they had a playoffs plus situation, you could do that. But uh, some of these teams want everybody back in a pool. Right. So, I mean, that stuff matters. Why don't you value that stuff, that, that Memphis shouldn't automatically be given the eighth spot? Well, because no one's played for four months. <laughs> I, I just, you know, I think that makes it different. Well, I, I think if, some... you, if you can pull it off, why wouldn't you? Some some sort of conclusion. At least get to the same amount of games. Okay, okay, Jake. Okay. Now, you know, I mean, I'm not going to. Slam my head in the door if if they do bring everybody back, if that's what they choose to do, fine, whatever. I'm just saying, remember what you're saying right now when the games, when the teams are out on the court and one team isn't really trying and the other team is. Or worst case scenario, two teams on the court who neither one is trying. Which is, one. is called a regular season game between the <laughs> Warriors and uh, that is, oh, the Wizards. Jake. See, now you're drawing a big old red marker uh, around the weakness of the NBA season, oh. and you're highlighting that. Okay. And in this particular case, after this long layoff, uh, I think it would exacerbate it and shine that light on it even more. Or maybe it makes. And them then, more then you got guys like, and then you got guys like Dame Dalla who are out there saying, "I don't want to play if it doesn't mean anything." Well, I express my opinion on that as well. 
he's giving voice to what some of those players on some of those teams are actually thinking. Uh, and and will be, I think it will play out as such. It's too bad. I mean, it, it, look, after not watching any basketball for a long time, I, I, I'd look forward to watching darn near anything, but I, I think it could get real ugly. And, and it really, it's not necessarily that one is horrible and one is great. Maybe one is great and the other is just kind of semi-good. All right, we want, know, to remind, we want to remind you about our friends at Action Plumbing, Heating, and Electrical. Spring into action. Mention this ad and receive $33 off any service. Call today, 801-833-3333. That's 801-833-3333. Uh, we said we'd let people express themselves, Gordon. Um, we've got the open mic. We can even uh, take some calls throughout the day. We've got the Twitter machine. Uh, and how about this coming in from you, State Iceman, who says, We are all having a rough go right now, but no need to fear. We are all humans, so we should be all treated the same way, no matter what the color, our skin, and where we come from. Unless you are from my rival university, then it's a different story, but I will still be civil. Okay. Uh, I was with him straight up until that last sentence, but that's kind of funny at the end. There. I like but, that. Uh, the, nice the rest little, of it, right Nice on. little sports uh, mm-hmm. Sports jab in there. I like that, too. Yeah. All right. Uh, coming up next, Major League Soccer's had uh, better days. We'll, uh, we'll tell you why. Coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 of the zone. Sitting in the morning sun. I'll be sitting when the evening comes. Watching the ships roll in. And then I watch Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us a part of your Monday. Gordon, uh, we have Chris Maddox coming up at the top of 3 o'clock hour, so stay tuned. Chris, always one of our favorites, and uh, Chris, somebody who always seems to have a very well-thought-out perspective, so looking forward to that conversation. But let's talk about what's going on in the world of Major League Soccer right now, Gordon. And uh, Alex uh, Vehar at uh, the Salt Lake Tribune has a really good write-up on, on what's going on here uh, locally and what's going on with the league as a whole. Uh, but basically, RSL's players did not show up for practice today, and uh, it looks like they're preparing for some sort of response to the owners. And, and let me see if I can sum this up and let me know if I, if I leave anything out. When they have decided to do this Orlando thing, they put forth a deal to the players and said, this is what we're going to do. The players agreed to the vast majority of it, came back and looked for a little bit more salary. We're talking about, what is it, Austin, 1.25% uh, larger yeah. slice uh, of the pie from when it eight, came to salary. From 8.75 to 7.5. Yeah. The, the owners said, absolutely not. Didn't go with a counteroffer, and instead, rumor has it, that they're preparing for a lockout. So once again, labor getting in the way of a return to sports. It's not just Major League Baseball anymore, folks. Well, it's a bad look either way. I mean, are you kidding me? One percentage point? 1.25. And that's the difference between having your product on the field and not having it? That's the and line. They're gonna th- that's not negotiating in good faith. Uh, 7.5% salary reduction, but the league wants 8.75. I'm sorry. I just, with what people around the country are going through right now, fighting over one 
percentage point, essentially, is seems is a little tedious. Hard no? medicine. Yeah, it's <laughs> petty. It's downright petty. Come on. You think that the owners would want to go ahead and do that just so they could keep momentum for the league moving in a positive direction? Because if, if the whole if everything gets canceled. Then all this talk that we've heard about that soccer's coming on, that soccer's the sport of the future, that soccer's building in this country, uh, well, you've sort of put it on ice, and who knows? You're going to start all over again? Maybe not. Maybe that's a little overly dramatic, but why would you want to interrupt that? I'd, I'd rather operate at, uh, at, well, at some level of, uh, of difficulty and keep the thing playing on the field, then have it go away completely. That, that, that seems like it's counterproductive for them. I would too, but Major League Soccer has a really wonky ownership structure that um, I think leaves them more vulnerable to uh, economic downturn than other leagues, and, and we can get into those weeds um, if you want to, uh, Gordon, but they frankly were already on shaky financial ground going back to the early 2000s where, you know, with lack of a TV deal and gate being so-so, they started basically how they were delivering returns uh, to their owners was through expansion fees, and there was this really rapid expansion that still continues on today. But that's money that's not generated by the sport. That's money that's generated by expansion. Yeah, but someone's got to be willing to pay pay the price for – for buying a team, right? But now, what, what would your what would your motivation be if uh, if uh, you were heading for tough sled? Well, it, exactly, and that's why it's it's more tumultuous for for Major League Soccer, who also let's not forget, not every sport has the luxury of getting sixty percent of its revenue from television dollars like the NBA. I, I would yeah. guess that for Major League Soccer, that that number has got to be significantly lower. Yeah, the gate really hurts them when it's, when it's not there. Big time. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I I get it why Major League Soccer is, is you know defensive and why they're protecting you know for the further existence of the league. But with that said, come on, Gordo, yeah. one point one point five percent apart, and, and is isn't that negotiating in bad faith? If you, yeah, I would think so. Look, I'm not a, I'm not a labor attorney, but. One percent, one point five, actually, but yeah, and and that that represents millions of dollars. I'm sure, I I get it, but yeah, it seems like we could in these trying times and in these circumstances, I feel like we could you know get it together to get through this thing together. Let's be a little bit more. So. Let, let's let's try not to put our heels in the sand, or that's the not that even bothers- that's not even a saying. Heels in the ground. I don't know. Let's let's try to be more amenable <laughs> than we would be otherwise, because, you know, 2020 really sucks. And <laughs> if we could all work together a little bit more, that would be that would be terrific. I think it's head in the sand. Head in the sand. Heels in the ground. Yeah. Mm-hmm. OK, oh, I mixed those head in the sand. Head in the sand is, is not really what I'm looking for. Heels in the ground. They're like, let's not be <laughs> obstinate. So, so you're putting the heels in the ground for what? Because you're in a tug of war. And you don't want to be pulled into the mud pit in the middle? Sure. If that's how you want to think about it. Yeah, exactly. So you're digging in. 
So if you dig in, is it better to have the ground somewhat to have some water in there so you can dig down deeper, or would yeah. that just pull your heel well, well, if you're digging through in, the surface? Yeah, you, you want sand, right, Gordon? If you're digging in, that's that's easier to dig, right? What did you take to dig that one time? What what, what did I take? What tool did you use to, <laughs> to dig? Didn't you say something about... Uh, Digging with a knife or something like that. Oh, uh, grab back. a hammer. Yeah. Grab a hammer and start digging or something <laughs> Such like that. A, yeah. yeah. Okay. That's my mom. My uh, mom got. I remember this. You just brought back a bad memory. My mom got mad at me once because I took. Uh, I think I took uh, one of her finer pieces of uh, utensils into the backyard and dug, dug a trench. <laughs> dug a trench under the uh, faucet so that I could have, like, irrigation going through the backyard. Yeah, she wasn't too happy about that. Anyway. He was it her China wood. gravy boat? Maybe, what was maybe, it? maybe it was. <laughs> maybe it was a piece of silver. I don't, I don't know what it was. But I didn't care. All I wanted to do was dig a trench. You know, the thing that bothered me, bothers me the most about that negotiation is that when you're having a, when you're having a disagreement about about whatever it is, when one person says, oh, that's it, I'm taking my ball and I'm going home, I don't like it. No, sit down and talk. I know if you're not going to get anything done, I can see that as a negotiating ploy. But when you're one and a half percentage points away from each other, it seems like you should keep your keep those feet of yours. Don't dig them in. Keep them under the negotiating table, right where they are, until you find a solution. Figure it out, yeah. and that goes for both sides. Yeah, for the future of the league, absolutely, one hundred percent. There's, there's always. Well, I shouldn't say always, Gordon. There's usually sympathy in in labor negotiation. There's, there's often sympathy on both sides, and there's goals on both sides, and. You've got to be willing to negotiate to get by it, especially in circumstances where you could really, you know, uh, solidify yourself in hearts and minds of sports fans out there. Come back, play, give us something to consume, give us something to rally around. Even if you weren't a, a huge soccer fan, that's got to be a message that would uh, ring, you know, uh, ring true to most folks who are just dying for a little normalcy right now. Let's. Let's uh, you know. Let's figure out a way to to make it happen, and it doesn't feel like that's going on in Major League Soccer, and it's certainly not going on in uh, in Major League Baseball. Yeah, work it out. Yeah, I agree. Here, here. All right, coming up next, we're going to talk to our friend Chris Mannix from Sports Illustrated. Stay tuned. Ninety-seven five and twelve eighty the zone.